Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sadatas Podcast Good morning, and Dada There's some fast baby Gracias, Ariela. Familia, as we promised, today we are going to follow up on the question, are you pursuing happiness but missing out on joy? And what's the difference? There's a huge difference. I know it doesn't sound like there is, but it's absolutely changed the way Jan and I live our life. We're going to dive into that today along with the special guest, our good friend LP, who has an amazing testimony of overcoming some unreal challenges in his life. Coming up next. Before we continue, familia, I would like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Edgar, a.k.a. Shaboy, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola. And you may hear Ariela in the background a little bit. She's playing with her dolls. Speaking about <laughs> uh, little kids. No, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Nada que ver. <laughs> we got my good friend Al P on with us. No más de estatura, in height-wise. In height-wise. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> what a segue. Hermano. So Welcome. good to have you on the podcast, bro. Thank you for hanging out with us. My brother, my sister, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you guys are family. You guys Aww. are family. I'm, I'm so I'm so happy to be here with you guys right I now. I have such great memories of LP. By the way, LP, what is your real name? Uh, <laughs> LP. LP. Al uh, Alexander. Ah, Alexander Popivar. Nice. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Oh, and <laughs> Who are you, really? Who are you? Pero tengo are buenos you? recuerdos de ti. I, I will never forget that time we got to New York City and he took us around his neighborhood. He showed us everywhere and it was freaking cold and I had never been so cold in my life. Yeah. But like his personality is so warm and, you know, it just wants to give you everything and let me show you here and let me yeah. show you that. So thank you for that. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I, love, I love that. No problem. Hermano, thank you for accepting to be on with us. You have an amazing testimony. You've been through so many crazy things in life. But still, today, you choose joy. You choose faith over fear. You choose promises over your problems. And that's why after we did the last episode, Jan and I were like, oh, my gosh, I thought of you as a perfect guest because I want to talk to our audience about something that you and I talked about about two weeks ago. When I visited Miami for the radio conference and you live in Miami currently, although we met back in New York. Yeah, please share with us how yeah, you guys met. We're yeah. going to give context of that in, in just a second. But one of the conversations that Al P and I had, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Oof. You know, happiness is based on what happens. Right. But having joy it's is no matter what happens, you still have peace. No matter the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's really allowing your faith to impact your circumstances, not allowing your circumstances to impact your faith, right? And that's something that we learned from Pastor Tony Evans in Dallas many years ago. And I just wanted to share that with him because literally when we were having this conversation, Al P had just given me the news that he had gotten let go from his work. Okay. And for you to understand 
the magnitude of him being let go of the job he was at, you have to look at his journey and what he had to sacrifice and go through to get to this point. But then this job is all of a sudden taken away from him. Mm. So before we tell you what job he got let go from, let's go back (laughs) to when we met in New York. Janet and I had just moved to NYC for me to work in radio on a morning show at Amp Radio in New York with Nina, uh, DJ Majestic, Kristen. And we're putting together a promotional team for the morning show. Were they the original Hypros? Yes, exactly. (laughs) They were the blueprint of that. So it was a huge promotions team for Amp Radio. What that means is these are the men and women that go out into the streets and put stickers on cars or put up posters, and they are promoting the radio station on the streets. That's how I started in radio. Mm -hmm. Putting stickers on cars, putting up banners, etc. It's the best place to start because you get a real appreciation for people, the art. And so when we're looking for our crew for the morning show, we got introduced to probably like 30 to 40 promotions people at that time. Wow. Al P stood out. Yeah. Even though he's only four foot eight. <laughs> you gotta say that. He stood out somehow. His personality. <laughs> El es grande. El is grande. Uh-huh. He's got this gift, babe, yeah. that the Lord has given him of charisma. Charm, yeah. And, and just to walk Positivity. through life with joy. And Cello is another one that stood out. And then Dan, Dan stood Green. out. Oh. So all the, these three guys, and obviously también, although he didn't stay with us very long, Ortiz, Michael Ortiz, also stood out. So there was four of them. And then eventually it just became Al P and Dan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cello went on to Super kind-hearted and hardworking, yeah. humble. Al P, let's go to that moment. What was going on in your life from your lens when we met and we started working together and you came on as our promotions guy for the morning show? I was probably maybe like somewhere between six months to a year in at that station. Prior to me working at Amp Radio, I was interning for AG El Callejero at SBS at oh. 93.1 Amor in New York. Oh, and AG. my first day interning for him, he had told me like, it doesn't matter what you do in your life, what career, whatever, you treat the janitor this way, the same way you treat the CEO. You know, everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And the quicker you understand that and you realize that, you know, special things are going to happen for you. And that always stuck with me. So when I met your boy, he thought like, I was a janitor. I thought, no, I, I thought <laughs> like you were dressed up like you were the engineer. I'm thinking, yo, on everything I love, man, like I really thought like, oh, it's the new engineer, man. Like, you know, he's, and yeah, you were just super nice and super, super dope. You know, turns you. out you were the new morning show host. I'm like, oh, damn. Dope. <laughs> like, Why did they hire I, this guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, at that time in my life, man, oh my God, um, I had just went through like a really, really bad breakup um, where I was living with an ex-girlfriend and, you know, and, and, and with that relationship we had went through a lot. Um, I had gotten her pregnant after just a couple months of being with her. We ended up moving together um, because she wanted to keep the baby. And then she ended up getting a miscarriage. And then even after that, like, you know, it just wasn't a healthy relationship at all. Like I wasn't in a healthy place. She wasn't in a healthy place. And I believe that, you know, relationships, it takes two healthy people to make a healthy relationship. And that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. And so I just, I dreaded going home. Like I knew I needed to work on myself and I need to be, you know, the best version of me in order to be able to reciprocate that kind of energy at home, you know? I remember going to Edgar one of the first times, you know, seeing him, well, probably like the second time seeing him and all, and just almost crying and all. And he and he had told me, he was like, yeah, like, just, you know, come to church with me, man. And so at that time, like, like, I always wanted to be around people 
that were doing better than me, you know, that I felt like were wiser than me, that that kind of knew more about about things than I did. You know, I wanted to be around people that I could learn from. From that day when me and you we met, at that at that same time, um, just days prior, maybe a week prior at the most, I had already confirmed with my recruiter for the Air Force that I was going to sign up and enlist. Wow! And so I was so like broke. Nothing was going for me. I dropped out of school like a, a few semesters in because I didn't want to be a high school English teacher. Like I knew that wasn't my calling. Mm, thank um, God. Thank your God. English thank is God. terrible, bro. Kids, right? <laughs> your English is terrible, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have more Thanks, people man. speaking like you. Not Thanks, just man. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, and yeah, man. So, um, my, like when I told my family that I was enlisting to the Air Force, it was like they they were happy. My mom was like, "Yay, Alex is not gonna be a bum no more." <laughs> and it's not that I was trying to be a bum. Like I was just trying to like make it happen in radio. It's just not a lot of money in the beginning of radio, you know. Nope. Like, uh, especially in New York City, the most expensive city in the country. So that wasn't helping. And yeah, so when I met Edgar and we went around Brooklyn, I took it as an opportunity, and you know, and just see what happens and just go yeah. from there. Then about a week later. Um, you know, you sat me down and like, I remember Jessica, she brought me into the office and she was like, yo, like, what did you do? Like mad at me. I'm like, what you mean? And she was cursing me out. And I'm like, yo, like, she was like, yo, like they're mad at you. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Go talk to him. Go talk. So she was kind of around me and oh, I was yeah. shook, man. I was yeah. mad. I'm like, damn, what I do now, man? Cause there's always something. I'm always right, doing something. Right. Like, we have a saying down here in Miami in the station. I was at like, when in doubt, blame out. <laughs> never mind you could be an english teacher that was good <laughs> so Dang. you and nina sat me down mm -hmm. and you asked me to be a part of the morning show yeah so and that was uh um, so this was wait hold up this was like a prank from jess yeah jess was just messing around with him. Oh, his boss okay, okay, yeah okay. his direct boss yeah. was messing around that's awesome yeah <laughs> you're like what and now people so, believed it that he wasn't always like yeah i believe it so nah, i sat man. down with you like Corazón like this. Yeah. You know, I'm like, damn, what I do now, man? You're okay. So then you tell me this and all, like, y'all, like, we could use you on the streets. We could use you to, yeah. you know, represent the streets. Stuntman, you know, we had we had this whole conversation, you know, as far as the details. And I just looked at it as, wow, like, this is an opening. This is an opportunity yeah. to be able to start getting exposed. So that's my resume. Hermano, and I remember when you were working with us, you were always hustling, always grinding. There was a moment in time where we found out you didn't have a place to live when we were in New York. Because financially things were that difficult for you. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that moment in time in your life and where you ended up living? Yeah. So um, the girlfriend I was living with, we had broke up. She went to the army. We broke up while she's in boot camp, got evicted in that time. Um, I started living in my car for a few weeks and car had no AC. I'm sorry, no heater. Ooh. And so this is like in the middle of the winter. So then at night when I'll go to sleep, I had like three, four sweaters on, la chaqueta, beanies scullies and all that and all like just doing what i gotta do you know just to get by and and i would have to be at the station i would start at 3 a.m because i would run the boards overnight and so i would have to leave new jersey by like around 2 a.m to try to get there on time by three so i was in the car i was living in my it was a, a, a hoopty and a half i don't know if in the west coast y'all call it hoopties yeah carcacha yeah. hoopty yeah we know what that is yeah. yeah one day i remember it was just a tuesday night or tuesday morning i'm on the way to work and it's snowing so much. It's so cold outside. And my car just slowly starts shutting down. Mm. And so everybody, I feel like, you know, and I, I love talking about, about this because 
there's always climatic moments that we remember that kind of shifted uh, the course of your life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that where, where like, we just remember like, I, it, because of this moment, you know, it made me realize something and it made me, and it forced me to make a decision, you know? And I realized how strong I was in that moment. And so this moment in particular when my car was breaking down was a climatic moment for me. So I realized as my car was shutting down and then all of a sudden I'm stuck in the middle of the highway, there was two options for me. Something just told me that there was two options. I'm like, all right, I can be upset about this. I can cry about this. I can be mad at the world about this. I can say, why is all of this happening to me? Or I could do something about this. Or like I could try to make something out of this and and turn this negative into a positive. I started trying to break down options for myself. Like, all right, what can I do next? You know, like what's my next step from here? I realized that it was God talking to me. That was one of like my first moments that I encountered him, man, where I truly had a conversation with him. And he told me, like, do something about this. Like, you got this. Mm. So I'm like, I bet. And I remember, like, I looked up in my car. And I just looked up and I dabbed him up, like, right in the, <laughs> right in the top of the roof. But what I did was, for the following day, I just packed a little duffel bag full of my clothes for the week. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm, like, going to try to, like, live at the station, I guess, in the office since nobody's there overnight. Um, and Wait, then- you made at the station, like, your home? Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. LP was living in our morning show office. And you guys knew? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, we knew. The good thing is that that was the only way LP didn't show up late to work. Blame it on LP. Ya estaba ahí el tipo. So it was like, Pero nadie sabía? Nobody knew? Just the team? I mean, so, I, I don't know. Uh, our boss, Rick, found out after a while because one, one day, like, he showed Tenía up. Tenía su tendido de ropa. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I would like go back and forth and couches because he had a comfortable couch. It was just smaller, and um, and that was the boss's couch. Of course, they got a more comfortable couch. in his office. Yeah, oh, it was, it was office, a better yeah. place to, to sleep. Yeah, and, I, and one time, like he came in like super early in the morning, and he just opened the door, and I'm like, and I'm in his office sleeping oh. in his couch. He made me una pena, bro. Oh my god! And like I'm like, my bad, bro. My, he like he he just smiled at me. He's like, you good? Man. He respected you good. it, man. He respected, respected the grind. That, and, and, Rick Thomas, man. Shouts to Rick, man. Oh, like, that's, a good, that's another good dude right there. Absolutely. Him wow. and his wife, Teresa, yeah. are, have yeah. been an absolute blessing, not only in our life um, as our boss and, and now friends, but uh, in many people's lives, man. But I just wanted to highlight that, bro, that you really wanted this, carnal, and you felt like it was a calling that God has placed in your life at that moment yeah. in time to continue going down this path no matter what the odds. And regardless of what was happening to you, right, because happiness is based on what happens, you chose joy that regardless of what was happening, you still had peace in your life. Yeah. And that is the true difference. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have pain. Right. That doesn't mean that you're not going to hurt when things happen, but it means that you're not going to allow yourself to stay down. Yeah. And you yeah. did exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know, what really got me through man was perspe- my perspective, bro, Ooh. because I always thought about, how my family came into this country, how many people, like so many immigrants came into this country. I'm first generation uh, Colombian American here. Colombia. Uh, Colombia, papa. LP, give me more about that story coming up next. Hang tight. Gotcha. For sure. LP, so you were sharing that what allowed you to get through some of the most difficult moments in your life when you're literally living at work and sleeping in boss's office or sleeping in our morning show office just to be able to make it 
is remembering your family's immigrant story viniendo de Colombia. Please expand on that. Hágale a ver, mijo. Cuéntenos más, pues. ¡Eso! La llanetita. <risa> Eres medio colombiana, ¿sí Ay, o no? Ay, me encanta Mira, el acento. Janet, <risa> <risa> that was good. I didn't know you had that in you, girl. I didn't know either. <risa> We're going to have to use that accent more often, babe. Es que lo aprendo de Edgar. <risa> <risa> yeah, man, I mean, like, my mom always told me there's people, there's, like, there's always people going through much worse. There was two things that my mom would tell me that, like, when we were going through, you know, our stuff, like, when my, like, my parents divorced when I was 12 and quick touch on that like my dad would be my mom back in the day and then it got to a point where like you know my dad wasn't in the picture for a little bit and it was just my mom taking care of me and my older brother um and she was working four jobs and you know four at that jobs. time even with the four jobs it would be to a point where like she would just feed me and my brother um then my sister when she came into the picture too and she wouldn't feed herself because it wouldn't be enough food but like just as long as we were good you know that's that's where she was at and so I remember asking her I'm like yo like Like, come on, like, we're like, what are we doing right now? And she's like, Bobby, we good. You know, there's people going through much worse right now. You know, we got clothes on our back. We have a roof over our head. You know, you got shoes on your feet. You got socks, you know, when it's cold. Like, there's people out there going through much, much, much worse, man. Yeah. And so for some reason, that always, like, stuck in my mind. Mm -hmm. And that and just her always saying, like, I just always hear her voice. Her telling me, que, Bobby, vamos a estar bien. No sé cómo. We're gonna be good. We're gonna make it. And, and, and I think that's why she was the one challenging you so much, también, hermano, de seguir adelante and to do something with your life because of all that she had experienced and sacrificed for you and your siblings, también, hermano, you know? And one of my biggest drivers in life, and we talk a lot about, babe, what's your why, mm -hmm. right? What's your why to wake up? Why do you wake up? Why should you wake up? Why should you keep going every day? And one of my whys is to make sure that my parents sacrifice mm -hmm. in immigrating to this country for it to not be in vain. Yes. Right? Babe, the 20 years that your parents worked in the strawberry fields. Yep. For that sacrifice to not be in vain, running from La Migra and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so, LP, you just touched on your why, right? Mm -hmm. And as you continue to grow and I saw you grow, you started coming to church with us and so on and so forth. Part of your why became your faith. Mm. Well, why should I wake up? Why should I keep going? Well, guess what? Because that's God's promises for our life. Yeah. He's got plans to prosper us and not to harm us, but to give us hope in a future. He also promises that what the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good. Doesn't mean that evil or bad won't happen to you, but at the yep. end of it, God will use it for good. And we saw this happening in our life and I'm seeing it happening in your life, hermano. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy that after you being with us for two to three years there in New York and you did amazing things. I still remember this day we did yeah. a, a stunt with Ludacris. We were interviewing Ludacris for his new album. And Ludacris has been to the biggest radio shows in the world. He himself was in radio as well. And when we got done with the interview and we had surprised them that Al P and Dan, Dan Green, our two promotions guys, you yeah. guys literally shaved the name of his album onto <laughs> the back of your heads. <laughs> and we surprised him and he was just shook he was like amazed and everything that happened that day and i remember at the end of the day he looked over at me and said hey man i just want to tell you like this has been the best radio experience i have ever had in my career wow, and, wow. And, awesome. and it was such a blessing to hear that from him because he comes from radio so he understands it he understands it and he's been in a bunch of radio interviews but that was all gracias a dios And thanks to you and Dan and the entire team, bro. So where I'm getting at is 
I had seen you grow so much and I was so happy when you got the opportunity to get your own radio show in Miami. What? At (laughs) night. And that was what now? Six years ago that you got that opportunity? Yeah. So like it was around six years ago. Yeah. So you so. take off to Miami, you do nights. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens in the, in this part, bro. But I'm going to fast forward a little bit and stop me if you need to. But you, you're doing nights, you're crushing it. They're noticing, yo, this kid is different. He's mm. getting results. Not Me only does Dennis. he DJ, mm-hmm. but he's great on the mic. Not only that, but like he understands the streets mm-hmm. and he understands that he needs to be with the audience. So he's bringing in high school students to like highlight them and to motivate them and to empower them. And, you know, awesome. uh, high school student of the week and all this other stuff that he had going on. Right. And then on top of that, you were like flowing and rapping at the time, too. So you started making a name for yourself and then you just kept going up the ranks all the way to the point where you ended up part of the morning show at this Miami radio station. Mm. This is huge. That's awesome. And I was so happy for you, bro, Mm -hmm. because you deserved all of that, hermano. And you got called up to do mornings, what, like a year ago? Uh, Yeah, it was uh, right during the middle of lockdown. So this was like May, the beginning of May that they they hit me up about. Honestly, I was anticipating a phone call to get fired. I mean, granted, like I ended up still getting fired, but... (laughs) (laughs) but you, you know, anticipated a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little delayed. <laughs> so, like, when my boss, Jill Strata, shouts to Jill, amazing, amazing boss, amazing human being. When my boss, Jill Strata, um, she gave me a phone call. I remember it was only me and Kimmy who was the lead host of the morning show. It was only me and her going into the radio station. At the time, people weren't allowed to go into the streets, so on and so forth. Lockdown on super lockdown. I see my phone ringing, and I, I take a deep breath because I'm like, this might be it. This might be it, man. This might be my phone call where it's done. I was not anticipating a morning show like <laughs> offer at all. And she just, you know, I pick up the phone. I'm like, yo, Jill, what up? You know, I'm trying to like be all hype about it. You know, try to set the tone of the conversation. And she's happy. So I'm like, all right, this is a good sign. And she's like, yo, Al, we want you to be on the morning show. We're starting a new morning show with you and so and so and so and so. Honestly, my happiness in that moment came from just still having a job. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm doing a morning show too. <laughs> Fire, bro. Because yeah. uh, I realized that a lot of people in radio at that time during lockdown were getting let go left and right. Yeah. Including myself. Yep. That's what happened to me. Yeah. And, here's, and here you are getting a promotion, right? Yeah. Yo, so I recognize the blessing that I, you know, that I was receiving in that moment because, you know, like, I see everybody getting let go and I'm over here getting a promotion. What? Dope. I'm not going to complain about it. Instead, I'm going to thank God about it. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take full advantage of it because now with being on mornings, it's going to allow me to be more myself. So you've got to express yourself a little bit more and your thoughts and encourage people and let people into your life a little bit more. And speaking about that, hermano, so not all was great, right? Of course you get this huge gig morning show crushing it, but maybe a few months ago during the pandemic still, you go through maybe a second or third, you know, you talked about your parents getting divorced, which was something that stuck with you. You talk about that um, unhealthy relationship you had with an ex in Jersey Mm -hmm. where she got pregnant. You guys hadn't planned it. Living in this car. She had, you know, she lost a baby. She had a miscarriage. And then next thing you know, you're basically homeless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then now you were in a new relationship with a new girlfriend in Miami. And before we wrap up, I would love for you to share some of that. And and because that's going to guide us a little bit into what you are going to launch into now. Yeah. After being let go from your radio gig. So if you can touch a a little bit in short, what was going on in your personal life 
even though your professional life was going great. So this happened actually like um, prior to me getting the morning show. So this uh, this happened oh, okay. February of 2020. Oh, it was so 2020. Right before the, yeah, right before the lockdown happened. And it wasn't a healthy relationship. And it was a physically, emotionally, and verbally abusive relationship. One night, again, those climatic moments that I was talking about, she was super drunk one night. At that point, I had stopped drinking because I didn't like the combination of me and her drinking because she was such a heavy drinker. And so I stopped drinking because of her. And we had a really bad argument. And we were in the car, pulled up in front of her house. All of a sudden, she like she swings at me with her heels and the bottom of her heel catches my like right below my eye. And so cuts open my face. Yeah, it was bad. I'm like gushing out of my face. I'm looking like I was in a UFC fight, man. I remember in that moment, it's like time stopped completely. And I remember I looked at her and to be completely honest with you guys, like I looked at her and what was crossing my mind was like, yo, you just hit me. I feel like I need to defend myself. Like, are you kidding me? But then right away when that thought crossed my mind, it's crazy. Everything happens for a reason, man. I didn't understand why my dad would be my mom. And I didn't understand why I would, I would witness him paying for all those consequences for so many years until that moment. Your dad went to jail because of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I didn't realize why we went through that or uh, why I even went through that with my family when I was 12 up until this exact moment with her, well, you know, with my ex. And so I realized I'm like, if I do something to her, it might be done for me. You know, mm-hmm. I might be done with my career. I'm going to be the one going to jail. Like, I can't do it. So in a I weird won't. way, you were in your mom's place mm-hmm. in this relationship. You were the one yeah. being abused Yeah. by your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And so I remember, like, I just walked out my car. I'm like, all right, you know, I need, I need to walk away. You know, like, let's, let's collect myself real quick, and then let's just figure this out from here. Yeah, man, you know, like, uh, after that night, like, I feel like I was in a place in my life in that moment where I was very lost. I didn't know who I was. I was a very angry and resentful person. I would take it out on myself. I would take it out on her. I just wasn't in a good place internally. I was not talking to God. I had zero relationship with God in that moment. I realized in that moment that I needed to make huge, drastic changes for myself because this is not the life that I want to live. I broke up with her right then and there that night. I haven't seen her since then. And that next day, you know, like I didn't go to work. Uh, I had called out. I gave him a, t- a particular reason or whatever. Did you have um, to get stitches? So when I went to to the doctor, they told me it was too late to get stitches. That like my like it was already closing up on oh. its own because uh, it had dried up. Uh, oh. But it was like an open gash. I'm like, LP still has a scar. Yeah. And I remember like I got home and I looked at myself in the mirror and I started bawling, bawling tears because I hated who I be, who I've become. I'm like, how have I gotten myself to this position? I dropped down to my knees. And in that moment, like I remember like for the first time, I've never asked God for help. And something just came inside of me to just to just yell out help, you know? And like, I don't think I heard him in that moment. But looking back at it now, it's like, I know he just looked at me like, I got you. You know, don't worry about it. You know, how was I that needed, moment of surrendering to God? I just needed help from anywhere. And I didn't want to call my, my family. I didn't want to worry them about it. I didn't want to like I, I spoke to my boy Dan about it. You know, like he was really the only one that, you know, that I opened up to about that about this uh, at that time. But I feel like it was a seed that I planted without even realizing it, though. Because what do you mean? So a couple of weeks later, um, 
the lockdown officially happened in South Florida. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing our, our radio shows from home, you know, like there was no like hitting streets at all. When that happened, I looked at it as a moment like, all right, this is a time for me to just focus on me. And then as soon as I said that and focus on God, no distractions, yeah, no distractions at all. Like I'm not going around this. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, this is actually a perfect time for me, for me to, to be able to, now, I'm not going to say rebuild my relationship with God because I feel like I was always like hesitant. Like I was in, but then I was out I was in and out. Like now, nah, like this is a good time to like, see what's up, you know, like let, let, let's commit myself and let's see where it goes. When that thought crossed my mind, it's like, for some reason on Instagram, somebody has sent me a link. I don't even remember who it was, but it just so happened to be an online service at Vu Church in Miami with Pastor Rich Wilkerson, who I was just with yesterday, an incredible person. And like, I remember just watching, I was watching him speak and I'm in my room crying, bawling, bawling tears. I'm like, and, and at the end, at the end of service, he had asked us to close our eyes and he had just told us like, if, you, if you've never surrendered before, like now is the time, you know, like it's okay. You can do this. You know, like you don't got, you don't have to live life on your own anymore. And I feel like I've been kind of trying to do things on my own and trying to, I've been trying to take control of it. And then it just goes completely south. And so I feel like with me dropping down to my knees, when I got home that night from, you know, from that, from that climatic night, um, I feel like it was God saying, all right, just give me, give me a second. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to set you up right. You know? And from that moment on, it was like, that, that was the beginning of, um, I would really say the, the real beginning of my spiritual journey is when I truly surrendered myself to him. Amen, man. Thank you for sharing wow. that. that. That true surrender of like, all right, God, I'm going to have a relationship with you, but also allow you mm. to really help me navigate life. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. no longer going to do it on my own, right? This is a partnership. And that's the difference. See, even in like a relationship, a, a friendship or boyfriend, girlfriend or husband, wife, that's really when the relationship works, when it becomes a partnership. And exactly. God, God is not a dictator. People get yeah. it all twisted. Mm -hmm. Like God gives you free will. You still have the power of choice wow. to do what's right or to mess up. And we're going to continuously mess up, but it's a matter of like keeping going back to him and yeah. readjusting kind of like the old school typewriters where you have to hit it um, and readjust it and realign it. You know what I'm saying? To, to come back and center on Christ again. Yeah. So thank you for sharing your powerful what testimony. What an amazing Mark. story, LP. Yeah. I like I knew a bits and pieces, but hearing you, your voice and just the way like I can tell God is already like at work in you, you know, that your strength, your maturity level spiritually, I applaud it, you know, because every time I like I think of you, I think and I see a big smile. And and you know, it's it's hard to see somebody that has been through so much continue to smile. But what does that tell you? That he wants to get more out of life, you know, wants to continue nice. looking and, and bettering himself. And I am so proud of you. And thank you so much for sharing this beautiful story. Now, what advice can you give somebody that has been in your shoes, female or somebody male, that feels like in they're about to yeah. surrender and give up right now? Yeah. What would you say to them? There can be hope, you know, when, when you feel hopeless, there's an opportunity. How can I say this? I want to say this in the right way. No, whatever's in your heart, I just want you to like, you know, mentor those or like share something that has helped you. What advice can you give them? All right. The grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. So like for me, the game changer was when I finally made the decision to better myself, to wanting to better myself, to wanting to change habits that weren't good for me. Mm. I mean, it, it's one thing to want something different. It's a whole nother game when you actually do something different. 
you know, and that's a decision that you got to make for yourself, you know, like, do you want it bad enough? Mm-hmm. Um, like you can be struggling, you can complain, you can, and you know what, we're human, we're allowed to feel, we're allowed to go through the motions, you know, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not minimalizing anything that anybody's feeling or going right. through right now, you know, but we have the power, the free will, as you were saying, e, we have the free will within ourselves to be able to do something about it. You know, we all have that within us. Um, and I feel like God has given us all of that. You know, we have so much abilities within ourselves that we don't realize how strong and powerful we are. And so it's just a matter of just looking at yourself in the mirror. Really what the game changer for me was just looking at myself in the mirror and just talking to me, you know, like, all right, like, I don't know who you are, Alex. Who are you? Who do you want to become? What kind of man do you want to become? Are you the person that the person you're looking for is looking for at that time? No, I wasn't, you know, I like, I knew I needed to make the decisions and not just a one-time decision. I needed to make the decision every day to continue to work on becoming the best partner possible for my future partner, to become the best father possible to my future children, to become the best brother, son possible to my family. Yeah. It's not about making new year's resolutions. It's about making daily resolutions. Right. And I love what you're saying, LP, like you had to physically change things in regards to your actions, right? Like you wanted different results, you had to act differently. You yeah. had to think differently, That's right? That's great advice. And and I think that is so powerful, Armando. Thank you so much because so many times we want to get out of the slump we're in and change our lives, but we're not willing to change our habits, right? We continue our patterns. And I realized <laughs> exactly. that I was, I, was running through the, I was running on that hamster wheel, man. I was making similar decisions yeah. in past relationships where where it was, you know, coming back to similar results. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I can't always put the blame on the other person. I got to start looking within myself. Like, all right, what, how is it that I'm putting myself in these kind of situations? Now, once I learn how, now what can I do? When those decision, when those decision times come about, yeah. whether it's in a relationship, work, personal, whatever the case may be, like, will I be aware enough in those moments to make the correct decision rather than the wrong decisions that I've made uh, in the past? You feel me? And like I told you in Miami, literally, babe, I, I had reached out to him like, um, I think it was on a Today Thursday. I got fired. <laughs> was it? Wow. Yeah, was it, you- I think Thursday we were talking, right? We we're texting like, hey, bro, can yeah. you hang out tomorrow? morning because my flight leaves like midday or so he's like i don't know we'll try to make something happen bro because you know i got work in the morning i'm like all right cool and he was still at work in the morning show and then 11 a.m or 12 or so comes along the same day and then lp calls he's like hey man i just got let go and i was like that's great news that means we can hang out tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) no matter what perspective right (laughs) no i I was joking i did i did say that to him and he started laughing was that a blessing in disguise? Yes, yes. babe. Or in the skies, like I say, because it comes from above. <laughs> <laughs> Janet calls it blessing in, in the, the skies, sky. <laughs> not in disguise. It's hilarious. I love that. I'm yeah, going to yeah. do that. <laughs> no, bless- don't do that. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, bro, but what I wanted to get to, and I told you the next day when we were having breakfast along with my nephew, Eddie, and you were telling me about your journey, I was like, bro, like, especially which, what, with what you went through with uh, your most recent ex where you're in an abusive relationship and she was physically and emotionally abusing you. Yeah. I said, bro, you literally have a chance to break this generational curse. Oof. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, by you not allowing toxic relationships to exist in your life anymore, yeah. you're going to save your children from that. Yep. Because a lot of the reasons why you've put up with these toxic relationships, hermano, is because of what you went through. 
¿Tú me entiendes? Those of you that are listening to us right now, you have the power of breaking those generational curses and chains that mm. our parents have been carrying for generations because of the traumas yeah. they went through. We don't have to pass that along to our kids. And I'm saying right. that as my daughter Ariela is sitting on my lap right now. Now, you can see her. She's four years old. I don't want to pass on any chains that I've been carrying. I want to break as many chains. Janet wants to break as many chains. So Absolutely. She, because what happens when you break chains? You become free. Mm. Yep. Facts. Well, LP's doing that. He's and breaking LP, those chains. I am so proud of you, hermano. And even though you received the, the noticia, you've been let go. I'm not even worried about you because you're so crazy talented in so many different ways. You're going to get gigs left and right. But on top of that, it opens up the lane for you to continue down another passion of yours, which is music. And yep. I want to share some of that before we wrap up. This is an LP single, Without You, Without Me, which talks about the relationship that he was in where his ex hit him with yep. her heel. Talks about that night. Yep. Check this out. Wow. My life will never be the same without you, but for my mind, I'm better off without you. That night, that night, girl, I was sober, you was drunk as fuck. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, we ran out of luck. I mean, it wasn't the first time that you threw a punch. Wow. The only thing I threw back was the deuces I chuck. Girl, I really loved you, but the relationship sucked. I got away from God, can't wait to hit him up. I know it's been a minute, so it's up. Uh. Be the same without me. You're so right. When you say you'll never find nobody like me, nope. that's the plan. And now I understand. Your hands, I'll never hold them again. Ooh. A couple years later, you see me killing the game, and everybody gonna love me because they feel in my pain. And if I ever see you, know that it'll always be love. I know it's been a minute, so it's up. Uh, yeah. And then, thank you, Janet. Thank you, bro. That is that is great and so raw and so real. And then Al P just texted me another song that he's working on that is inspired by this latest chapter where he yep. got let go from his current gig, but it's opening him up to other situations. And uh, hermano, give a little bit of context to this piece of the song that we're gonna play next. Yeah, man. So like, it was just the Holy Spirit just just going through me, man. I was listening to um, Maverick City Music nice. and. Then- incredible group man yeah incredible. great worship group for sure yeah. maverick city so did you write the lyrics to this song or both or well yeah both yeah so i i write all of my own stuff nice and um and so i was listening to a song from maverick city music called prepare the way and it inspired me so much like it's like a seven eight minute song i remember i was listening to it and i started crying i cried for everything but this one like i was crying crying because i just felt god's presence with me i feel like i'm in a place where i have been preparing preparing a way for him to come into my life and do his work on me so that i can be able to just pass it along to others because mm-hmm. i recognize that maybe some like yes. for some people i may be the only jesus that some that somebody may encounter you know right, right, and right. Are you flowing and, right now? Whoop, whoop, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> right. The only chance yeah. that people might get, the only piece of Jesus they'll get is the one that's living in you. Oh, right. Jesus. And that's that's amazing, hermano. And so I, I recognize that, you know, like part of my purpose is people. 
and I want to help inspire people. I want to help people you know, become better versions of themselves. And like in that moment while I was crying, I, I, I remember I just started flowing and I just started rapping. I started writing in my car. And then I got back into the studio here at the crib. And yeah, I put together a beat. I sampled that song from Maverick City Music and I made a beat out of it. I wrote, I recorded, and this came out. This is Prepare no the Way. More. What's right. the name of this song? Prepare the Way. God, you preparing a way for me Whatever I don't need, take it away from me What's not good for me, take it away from me If it ain't adding to my peace, take it away from me Make a way for me You never got away from me Brothers and sisters, I am asking you to pray for me I just lost my job, I need his faith in me My friend lost his mom, he lost his mind He talking about how suicide is on his mind Little does he know God is on his grind Don't press rewind, God is to the test of time Whatever sins you committed, you can rectify And testify that you survived the worst He protects me like an offensive line The best is yet to come, you are next in line I really feel in my heart like like you've it finally hit you LP like God is using you and preparing you to use you and at this time you understood what God wants from you I, I almost feel like you know that he is going to be using you because the way that you have the ability to connect with others is just such a divine gift, a gift. from God so he is going to continue to use you and the music and your testimony oh my gosh and the way you act like you're on fire right now he's like almost like ya, ya te está preparando para dejarte volar and let you go and into the world and mentor people beautifully said baby and that's why and we'll wrap up with this hermano that's why LP when we were catching up in Miami about what had just happened to you and I saw so much peace in you That's why mm. it reminded me of the word that Pastor Tony Evans had given us many, many years ago, which is happiness depends on what happens. And joy, no matter what happens, you can still have peace. And yeah. you have that peace because you have aligned your passion and God's purpose for your life, which is now giving you peace. Yeah. Para ti que nos estás escuchando, I just hope you find peace no matter what your circumstances are. Don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace because nobody deserves that kind of power over your life. Hermano LP, thank you for sharing your heart, your testimony. We wish you all the best, and I can't wait to hear the next chapter of your life, hermano. Bravo. Now focusing even more on music. So We're here yeah. for you. Dale con We todo. love you. It's a two-way street. I'm here for you guys. Thank Gracias. you so much for having me. Listen, like when I tell you that you guys are family, so it's una familia para siempre. Like the day I get married, you guys will be there. I hope. Yeah, you, know, uh, all, <laughs> yeah, you can save this clip, right? Clip it, clip it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but uh, j real quick, E, you yeah. know, you, I always say that in my, in my spiritual journey, there's two people that help build the bridge to connect me with my relationship with God. And I always say that's my boy, AJ, El Callejero, and you. Oh. And so I'm forever grateful for you, E. Jenny, I'm grateful for you. Mm. Um, just thank you. Thank you. Because I, I aspire to become a man like you, E. Like, I love 
the kind of husband that you are. I love the kind of father that you are. I aspire to be that man. And I appreciate you. And I thank you so much for leading the way for become for becoming not just a big brother, but a role model in my life. Thank oh, you you're making us cry. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Edgar, you. why are you crying? <laughs> because yeah. it sounds like another Mandilon is joining the crew. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be a husband like me. You will no, be that, all I'm of that, because your heart and God sees that and you are going to build that. But why are you crying, Chico? Well, babe, because, you know, Alpi's a grown-ass man. And, uh, <laughs> Even and though he's four, him, what? four, four foot eight <laughs> with high heels. He's a grown man. And for a grown man to say something like that to, to another grown man, it takes a lot of um heart and i appreciate that and i receive that because um yeah man like you know we've been through our journey and i'm nowhere near perfect or, or anything like that i never will claim that at the same time like you said lp i do wake up every day and i ask god god how can i be the best person that you want me to be today how can i be a vehicle for somebody else's miracle Ooh, i'm writing that down entonces that's mm. that's that's the journey so to hear that in any way, shape, or form, our life, our journey with God. Hola. Hola, Alani. Alani you just woke up. Has uh, blessed you, bro. That means a lot to me. Alani, you did it. Alani woke up from her nap. That means we really got to wrap up. Oh, wow. Está muy buena la plática. So to get LP, um, your social media handles will be in our description of this podcast, but please shout them out right now anyway. Uh, yeah. What are they so our listeners can follow you? At It's Al Pizzle Everything. YouTube, at It's Al Pizzle. Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. No, not MySpace. Twitter, <laughs> at It's Al Pizzle. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all for real, man. Al Pizzle. Just Cut. like that. A-L-P-I-Z-Z-L-E. It's Al Pizzle. I-T-S, It's Al Pizzle. Así mero. Te quiero, hermano. Bendiciones. Love you, guys. Love you. Bye. Familia, if you want to connect with us, it's super easy on social media. Yes, follow us on hashtag losotelos or losotelos.com. All right, familia, we out. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Los queremos mucho y bendiciones. Thanks for listening to Hanging With Losotelos Podcast. Just